everybody, and welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranto. You almost forgot my intro. Yeah, I don't know where I was Your going. brain it's, hiccup. I almost, I almost said something different, and I don't even know what it was, but for I, I, I caught myself as I was like, that's not the word that needs to this come This should out be now. like muscle memory at this point. It should. It really should. You should operate like a metronome. Hey, there, everybody, <laughs> welcome to another... Right? Here's the thing. I I feel like this is this is episode two seventy three, correct? Uh, yes, this is episode two seventy three. I feel like sports, sports, I, am, I am like two sixty five for two seventy three in the intro. Yeah, which as a percentage. Uh, is whoa, exquisite. I don't know about that. There was a lot of. There's been a lot of throwaway ones that the audience oh, don't get to true. hear. That you just do a little Where smarmy you yell joke, a little too loud, or <laughs> you give the exact date and time. Oh, but those, right. those are intentional. Uh, the audience they still know. count. Yeah. Those still go on the you know, ledger. Well, I guess that's a philosophical question. If it's an intentional mistake, <laughs> is it still a mistake? That's yeah. yeah I think so too. The or audience doesn't or if not know a mistake. About... It's just a bad performance. Oh yeah, that's what it is. That's uh, a <laughs> the audience doesn't know about my awesome running gag of the first like hundred and something podcasts where I would always say uh, some variation of the date. And location. But you know what? If they did know, yeah. oh boy, would they really be on your side? <laughs> sure, Phil. He should have kept all those and put them together in like a super. Cut I'm out of storage space on the <laughs> podcast computer, Joel. The good news is we're getting close to NFL season, and yeah. today we have on the podcast Billy Bob, fantasy oh, analyst. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this guy he's the real deal. He's an no, independent he's fantasy analyst. No, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't work for the big guys. Your ESPNs, yeah. your CBS yeah. Sports, your Fox Sports. But he's also he do that. he's terrible. on the outside. He doesn't do actual commentary. No, he does. He, I think he just dives well, really deep in. Uh, I was. I, I feel like he's it. helped me out with my leagues a lot. He said, How? He sent me an email before this, and he said that he's he's really changed his approach, uh, and that he thinks he understands the complaints that Phil's had in the past, and he has fixed. The I problem. feel like this I is the conceit yeah, of every yeah. interview we have with him every time. Yeah, well, no, and that's he. He mentioned that in the past he felt like he'd fixed it, and he did not. No, this he time, didn't. I can say this: two of has. the three years that we've gotten advice from him, yeah. I've won my fantasy football league. Yeah, two but of the that, three years. That's, that's got to be happenstance. <laughs> it, you know what? It could be, but maybe it's not. But we have him on today. We can like pick his yeah, brain well, on some fantasy Jordan, football. I'm in that league too, and I've won it zero of those three years. Well, that's because so. you're always out getting burritos with Billy true. Bob. Is maybe here. if I was here. All right. Well. Yeah. Okay, I am going to make a burrito run in a few minutes. Can we make sure we hold the Billy Bob interview until after I Phil get back Phil and I are going to kind of want to get him in I'm and out. He's a pretty busy guy. Very busy. I, I, just... I have lots of pogs to play. <laughs> also on the program, Wide World of Weird Sports. You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, update, watch, update. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Inappropriate speech. Please don't use inappropriate speech to yo mama. <laughs> Tonight is the fight, but earlier this week, Justin Bieber leaves the money team. Wait, what? what? That's right. As you may know, Floyd Mayweather and the Biebs are close friends, or but were close friends. Mayweather's just hemorrhaging talent. Often seen together hanging out, Bieber accompanied Mayweather to the ring for several of his high-profile bouts. Because really? when you're dodging punches and landing jabs, it's round nine, you want to turn to your corner and see... Justin Bieber? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Not me. I would rather see well, like yeah. uh, somebody even stronger than me to get the adrenaline going like a bear. I would like to see an old, wiry white guy 
Going, no, ah, no. get him, George. Yeah. yeah. Punch him, George. Some guys, sort of Irish or Italian immigrant. Guys, yeah. you know. Mayweather's a real boxer. He's a counterpuncher. I think he looks over there, he sees the beep, and he's like, that's how pretty I want my face to look at the end of the fight. Oh. Like, that's someone who clearly has not been punched, even though he really, really, really deserves to I don't know. Be. Justin Bieber's aging awkwardly. Well, His face is getting awkwardly tall. Have you noticed that? Yes, it's more it's, horse-like. It's yeah, still- it is. Flawless. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a tall face, but perfect skin. Tall. No Spiritually, blemishes. he does feel flawed because Justin has been receiving counseling from Hillsong Church, and they've been telling him for months to take a hard look at his friends and to pull back from those who are bad influences. Really? Mm. Wait, Wait, he's a he's a Christian, but he can't. Hillsong mean. Church is a completely legitimate Pentecostal megachurch based in Sydney, New South Wales, which is affiliated with the Australian Christian Churches, the Australian branch of the Assemblies of God. Also known for its other brands, Hillsong Worship, Hillsong United, Hillsong Young and Free. Over 100,000 people attend church services each week at one of their 80 affiliated churches located what? worldwide. So they've done oh, very well for themselves. So the bee's ah. not flying to Australia every Sunday. No, he's going to somewhere else around here. But I like that he even, even <clears throat> he'll only go to like the richest, most premium church. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just, in, I see how They it put is. their masses on YouTube. He's a this subscriber. Is like, this is go. like the Cristal of church. Yeah. Uh, so church pastors apparently did not single out Floyd as a bad influence, but you, but likely use coded language words like boxer or <laughs> your friend that beats women. Oh yeah. Just going to have to be more specific. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does hang out with the rich and famous. They all yeah. are boxers who beat women. Uh, Justin decided on his own though, that he needed some distance, but thankfully sources say Justin didn't want a clean break from Floyd. Just that he wanted to, quote, reset boundaries. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> what's what's resetting boundaries? What? Uh, I would think that that would, like, I feel like the only way that I would go to one of my friends and say, we need to reset the boundaries is if I was drunk and one of them crawled into bed with me. I can think That's of, when I say, okay, we need to reset. Okay, I think this Phil, is about. It happened once and it was just that I didn't know which bed it was. Joel, now there's no time like now. <laughs> To get this out in the air, open the up in the open, up in the open. It's up to our guests to clear the air, Phil. We, the hosts, settle this elsewhere. All right, in the ring. I, I like to think uh, maybe fuck buddies trying to figure out how to make this still work while each beginning a serious relationship oh, with another yeah. person. Yeah, where it's like, let's just be friends again. Or, you know, we can still fuck, but we got to text less. Yeah, yeah maybe you know? it was just like, hey, Floyd, I think you're liking too many of my posts on Instagram. Or uh, also a Hollywood assistant, I think, pleading for his weekends to be his own. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Boss, we got to reset boundaries. Do you, yeah. do you like things on Instagram? Uh, yeah, you click the little heart. Uh, you wouldn't know because your version of Instagram is going up to pictures on the wall and tapping them. <laughs> In this instance, the Biebs wants... Them? Because that's how you <laughs> like things on Instagram, Joel, which you'd know if you get a smartphone. <laughs> Buy a smartphone, Joel. I'm not joining Instagram when I get a smartphone. Joel, I you're know. like a like a snowplow on the freeway of comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in this instance, uh, Justin Bieber wants to wall himself off from things like Floyd's obsession with strip clubs. Oh, yeah. As a result, Justin unfollowed Floyd on Instagram as part of resetting the boundaries. Whoa. That's mm. a big move. Phil, digital media's Phil Ranta. Yes. <laughs> what is unfollowing you on Instagram tantamount to? Uh, to saying that I don't care what goes on in your life. It's pretty big, right? Yeah, it's a big one. So how would you imagine that uh, Floyd Mayweather reacted to this? I imagine he'd unfollow him back. Sources say Floyd went, quote, insane nuclear. Whoa. Lashing out at Justin, calling him, quote, a traitor. 
because Floyd had stuck with Justin during his meltdown when everyone was oh, attacking yeah. Bieber. Sources say that Floyd, uh, sources with Floyd say the boxer continues to be incensed at Justin, screaming incensed. Yikes. What might that sound like, Phil? <laughs> incensed. Now, what do you think, uh, what do you think uh, Bieber would sound like lamenting his lost friendship with Floyd Mayweather, but appreciating his new connection to Christ at the Hillsong Church? Hey, girl. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, update, watch, update. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Hate speech. Don't say it. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Roger Goodell to sign extension as NFL commissioner. What? Really? Subheadline, deal pending physical. Oh. <laughs> it's a dumb sports joke. NFL commissioner Roger Goodell is close to an agreement on a new five-year extension that will run through 2024. This is a huge win for Goodell as initially... Owners were trying to designate him with the franchise tag. Yeah. Averaging the salary of the top 10 professional football league commissioners would have dramatically reduced his compensation <laughs> package. Yikes. This is most of the CFL's fault. <laughs> uh, the terms of Goodell's new deal would be similar to his current contract, which expires in 2019. Little backstory. The replacement level commissioner was a perfect fit for the league when he assumed the role in 2006. His previous experience included operating a factory that had a license to print money. Oh, <laughs> good when, factory. Yeah, and it prepared him to, you know, kind of take things over at the NFL. Yeah. Uh, when Goodell was 58, he took over for Tagliabue and, crucially, did not get in the way of the enormous popularity of football. <laughs> good. Which led to contract extensions in 2009 and 2012. In just his second season as commish, he boldly ended NFL Europe, instantly adding Tens of millions of dollars to the league's bottom line. <laughs> hey, there we go. Goodell made uh, nearly $32 million in fiscal year 2015, according to league's tax filings that year, and he made uh, he's made about $212 million in his first 10 years as commissioner. What? It's before taxes, Phil. Yeah. Oh, never yeah, mind. It's before, so, yeah, take home. It's also, it's in cash. Like, <laughs> what, no, like whatever, whenever they talk about like, oh, the CEO got this much money. It's like most of that's in stock. Oh, that's true. It's not yeah, like he's yeah. getting stock compensation. Like, that's true. In, in terms of like actual cash compensation, I think like commissioners have got to be way up there uh, in terms of uh, people. Well, we don't know for sure because the NFL is no longer required to file his salary publicly as the league office has given up its nonprofit status. Yeah. Hopefully this will pave the way for some sort of profitable business model. <laughs> Wait, it was nonprofit? Yes. yes. All that makes professional no sense. Made, no. Uh, sports leagues are. Why? No, they, well, they, they were, but they, now none of them are. Yeah. Because it's because not, they made a lot of profit? No. Well, be, how do you define a nonprofit? No, because the, the teams were for-profit organizations. But the, the league office that organized it. So what they was ran a by donations? Yeah, from from the teams. They they so they teams didn't make donated to they have an organizing. But that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Where the NFL no, it, just pays their employees and distributes the money equally. But you just said the teams. commissioner made two hundred twelve million dollars. Yeah, he's an yeah. employee. So the, no, but Phil, you know the, the guy for UNICEF makes over ninety thousand dollars. What? <laughs> I'm no, not donating no, there not, anymore. He's in charge of everything. I'm just right giving way. money directly to starving the children. The point is, like, they and Major League Baseball just switched to being for-profit because it made absolutely no difference whatsoever how they filed. and they. But it was a PR hit. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, people were just like, can you believe the NFL's non-profit? And it was like, well, that's entirely inconsequential to anything. I don't know. It doesn't make my stomach feel good. Uh, right, because you're reacting emotionally without having any actual knowledge. What are you talking way? about? Reacting emotionally. <laughs> hey, sports outsider. Yeah. Easy, easy. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Goodell is probably best known for his immaculate hair, robot-like personality, and unrobot-like inability to be consistent in his disciplinary actions. Is yeah. that that sounds like a dating profile line right there? <laughs> Goodell. Jordan, I would say that he probably fumbled a lot of the biggest PR scandals that he's been faced with. Oh, man, I hate you, Joel. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Goodell has placed himself at the center of many gates, yep. uh, not named Antonio, with whom he's had a fabulous relationship. Yeah. You have uh, Spygate. Uh, mm-hmm. That was uh, the Patriots cheating. He really botched that one pretty bad. You had Bounty Gate. That was the Saints encouraging and paying out bonuses to players who could concuss the fuck really? out of opposing players. Yikes. Yes, uh, they had on tape the defensive coordinator saying, kill the head and the body will die. Ah, I mean, like a zombie. You had de- deflate gate. That was, that was Patriots cheating. He also botched that one pretty bad. And then you had the, the much more wordy chronic traumatic encephalopathy gate. Yeah. Which is, which is also about concussions. Horrifying. Ah. And it's really hard for me to, to still be an NFL fan when, when they don't even replace the guy who rather actively helped cover up the fact that they knew that well, they knew, and it's really troubling to me. I just think it's interesting to note that his failures break down largely into two camps. Mm-hmm. The Patriots cheating <laughs> and slowly but surely making his workforce retarded. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's basically it. There's two faults. Joining us now on the podcast, uh, one of the best independent family, uh, fantasy analysts nope. out there. Phil, you don't play fantasy. You can't. You don't have a dog in yeah, this fight. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I think he's one of the best. Billy Bob. Hey the there, everybody. How's it going? Uh, it was okay. I'm Doing great. Well, are we gonna are we gonna wait for Joel to come back? You know what? I think I've never actually done an interview with him. I we don't have time. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm doing a draft, a fantasy football draft with Joel later this week. So uh, I would kind of appreciate it if we could get this in before he gets oh, here. That's cold, dude. Oh, I got that's you. cold. I got you, Jordan. That's how you oh, win fantasy. You, okay, uh, you well, missed it. Billy Bob did the snorting cocaine signal on his nose. He was no, tapping no, no. That's, that's the, in the nose. Like in, in the, the nose. nose. Oh, in the nose. Yeah. The cocaine goes right I up there. I do not do it. any cocaine, at least not since the 80s. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to start with an apology, okay? Uh, I think in the past. Yes. I definitely I've heard this <laughs> apology before from sure. you, Billy Bob. But, like, there was – and here's the thing. I really want to focus in on exactly what it is that I misunderstood. Okay. Okay? I misunderstood fantasy, you know? Yes, you did. You <laughs> thought it was, like, fantasy novels. Well, wait a right. minute. Exactly. Like your J.R.R. Tolkien, your right. elves, and your dwarves. Like the, the White Walkers, but then they're different from the whites. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? And I want to let you guys know that I have absolutely corrected that this time around, and I have solid fantasy advice. But fantasy, fantasy sports yeah. advice. I want to yeah. say Not that, that I... that meaning of fantasy. I think the, the, the advice has always been solid. I just think it's it's been uh, metered out in a more uh, flavorful fashion. Yeah. No, it's you, not Jordan. solid. But here's the thing. I don't think we've lost any of the flavor, but but let me tell you, I think we have definitely reset and we're on to the right type of fantasy. All right. Here. Well, let's hear what your advice okay. is, but I guarantee this isn't going to go well. <laughs> so as as you know, I like to go in scenarios here, sort of yeah, paint a picture, okay? So, oh, God. You're in the middle rounds of your fantasy dry-up. Yep. It's that key point where the obvious picks are all gone, but you haven't quite reached the point where you're just grabbing flyers, okay? This is where leagues are won and lost, okay? You have two picks in a row coming up, and you really need some depth at several positions. You're about a minute and 30 seconds from picking when, God damn it, your doorbell rings, 
You curse your luck and rush over and answer, hoping it's just a Jehovah's Witness you can send in your way. You open the door and you're surprised to see a dozen young women staring back at you. It's the local university's cheerleading squad. Wait, what? All 12 of them in uniform with sweat beginning to bead on their faces in the August sun. Wait, does this have to do Sounds like they probably need like a lemonade. The team captain says... Our bus broke down out front of your house, and it's going to be hours before the mechanic can get here. The AC is off, and it's just so hot out. We were hoping we could take a quick dip in your pool. Whoa. You take Wait, a are second. we still talking about sports? Is this oh hey, hey, sports? hey, I told you. I reset the expectation okay, for yeah. fantasy. Yeah. You take a second, trying to fathom your good luck. You take a breath, and then try to remain casual. We tell them, yes, of course, anything to help out the team. Oh, thank you so much, she replies. You're so nice, and boy, do we love nice guys. The girls fall into your house and start to head for the backyard. The captain trails behind and turns and smiles at you. Just one more thing, mister. You see, we don't have our suits with us. We didn't know we would be swimming. I hope it's okay if we just skinny dip. What? Oh, uh, you know what? Sure thing, you reply, trying not to be overly excited. Wonderful, she says. As she says, as she turns to head back to the pool. And make sure you come back and join us. The girls what? all think you're really cute. And I don't know. There's something about the heat that makes us really just feel like practicing our teamwork. What? Your jaw drops as she pulls off her shirt, lets her skirt puddle at her feet, and walks back to join her naked teammates. <laughs> you blink twice. Then run over to your laptop where we realize that you can take Marcus Mariota no. and Carson Wait. Wentz. QBs with what? solid upside who could easily challenge to be your starter if things go well in Tennessee or Philadelphia. No, what happened with the, with no, the this team? No, oh, this is great. Thanks, what? Billy Bob, because no, I'm always looking for quarterback depth. What this happened is, with the pool? This is perfect. So you, you would advise taking maybe two quarterbacks. That, well, here's wait, that. wait, wait. Is, that's what you're focusing you, on? What you, happened with you the take, pool? You take a few different quarterbacks, okay? okay and, wait, the skirt and, and you give yourself options, okay? okay? Somebody yeah. gets injured. Hold and maybe, on, hold on. You were telling a perfectly good story. And then you you ruined it with the fantasy sports thing. No, no, it's Carson oh, well, Wentz or uh, I, I don't even Mariota. know what to say here. It seems like you're usually pretty disappointed. No, you were halfway scenarios. through a story. What happens next? What happens at the pool? He picked Did Carson he go to the Wentz, pool? And Mariota. Marcus Mariota, and yeah, Carson Wentz. You, no, <laughs> but there was the pool. The team was in the pool. They were going to practice their teamwork. What happened with the teamwork? Actually, I moved on from that part. Yeah, I, okay, like, you I was, know what? You moved on from that part? That was the story. It's probably better that I go ahead and move on to the next scenario here. No, okay? finish that s- no. scenario. So that's for like the middle rounds. Yeah, that's like a middle rounds one. Here we go. What are you doing? <laughs> Got another one. Here, here's one that's more a little more top of the draft uh, focus because that could be some of the trickiest parts. Oh, right? I'm always worried about it. What do, who do I take with my first pick? We're talking about the draft. There was a okay. puddling skirt. It's the night of your fantasy draft. But you're stuck working late. You leave the office at 8 p.m. and you arrive completely wiped out with just 15 minutes to spare before your draft starts. You pull out your phone to make sure the app is downloaded when you realize you ran out of batteries hours ago. You slump to your room to plug in your phone. Normally, you look forward to your draft all year, but tonight, oh, you're not sure you have it. Then you walk into your bedroom and there she is. It's Nadine. (laughs) Who? The French intern from work. The one who always has her hair in a tight bun and wears those pencil skirts. She's the hardest worker at the office by far. Always working late, never seeming to crack a smile. She's been all business since day one. But Wait, here she is, standing in your, in your bedroom for some reason. In your bedroom? How'd you get Sacre that? bleu, she exclaims. You scared me, mon sauvage president. What are you doing here, Nadine? Bedroom. You ask, more curious than concerned. 
Oh, we! Oui. You forgot the Johnson file at work, and I could not reach you on your phone. You so had said you wanted to review it tonight. I didn't want to leave it on your doorstep, so the landlady let me in. Ah, I see. Thank you, Nadine, you reply. She moves to slip by you to exit when she stops and slowly turns those big brown eyes up to you. What? Monsieur, I cannot help but notice you seem so stressed at work. I worry that we aren't as uh, efficient as we could be as a company because you are so stressed. Perhaps the best thing we could do for the company is to determine a way to help you de-stress. Wait, how is she going to do that? She gazes up at you so close you can smell her perfume. Maybe I can stay here tonight and help you review the Johnson file? What? That and is coded happened. language. Your kisses, your hands wandering, you're all over each other. It's not even clear who moved first. You move what? her over to the bed and she lets out a low moan, clearly ready for something that she's thought about for oh so long. You toss her onto the bed. You could get fired for this. It's so wrong. She's just a it's college true. student. She's not even from this country. Whoa. But nothing is going to stop you. You and start then? to slowly lower the zipper on her skirt with one hand. What? As you check your laptop with the other. Wait, your draft has started, and Le'Veon Bell has fallen to you with the fifth pick. Are you Wait, serious? What? Easy pick at number five, Wait, Le'Veon Bell. Wait, what happened with the skirt? Healthy zipper. Bell, but there was the zipper and the pencil for skirt. The four games of this year. Wait, he's not suspended for any games? He's what not, are you talking about? What happened with the zipper? Oh, my gosh. You well, might even well, think about taking Le'Veon Bell number one overall. He falls to you at five years I just can't believe. I mean, the rest of the league probably had bad information. They probably thought he was still suspended. They must have been a little worried about his health. Wait, what? No, but the zipping down the pencil skirt. What happened? Did they hook up? To his great fortune, Le'Veon Bell dropped. No, that wasn't what the story was. No, but there was the French. No, because there was a French student. I'm I'm not going crazy here. There was a a French student. His battery was dying. His draft was about to start. He had barely prepped. He didn't know who he was going to take with his first pick. No, that was the the, the, the French intern. And she was waiting. She was going to at the the five spot. They didn't know who started kissing. They didn't know who moved first. I got it. I got a story. I'm a little bit confused by this. It seems like you're always so upset about me posing things in the form of scenarios. And this time around, you just seem really fixated on the scenarios, not at all the fantasy advice. No, look, the, the, it's it's fantasy advice. Sure, I'm but learning you're a lot. Half this is story. fantastic. It's frustrating when you only hear half the story, and I just want to know what happened. There's still a bunch of girls okay. in the pool, okay. and they want to work on their teamwork. <laughs> I mean, and then there's this French intern. I think what happened next is he, you know, the second round pick, maybe. Oh yeah, well, fifth How overall you're not going to get focused? so great. But what? in the second round, I really think you know maybe you're looking receiver at that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. It seems well, running no, back not as deep. Not, how could he switch his focus all right, all right, that quickly? Is he I have one more scenario. Okay, is it going to wrap up the first two like some weird Pulp Fiction thing? I don't know. It might. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, you're better re- be some teamwork and some French interns in this one. <laughs> yeah, you ready for this? Okay, here yeah. we go. You're ready for your draft. You've ordered a pizza. Okay. Your beer koozie is loaded and ready to go. Mm. And you have a customized spreadsheet opened up on a separate monitor from your draft app. You're just about to start when you hear a rustling from the other room. Oh. That's odd, you think. My wife took the kids to her mother's for the weekend. You step into the library to investigate and discover that your wife's younger sister, Evelyn, is standing there wearing a French maid's uniform. What? (laughs) She looks up at you and smiles. That smile. Oh, good you're here, she says. Candlelock is waiting. 
What? She reaches out and pulls a book down from the shelf. It's the Kandorian Book of the Dead. Wait a, a tome you would hope never to see no! again. No! Then you escape the spirit world no, of Fentaria. You would enjoy living a comfortable, quiet life on this plane of existence. No! So far from the Skantor Raiders who killed so many of who your countrymen. Skantor when you Raiders? were still a warrior for the city of Kroon. Before you stop the her, Evelyn has read the word that triggered the opening of the portal. The very portal you traveled through to escape Fantaria so many years ago. Wait, you see, you feel yourself you're... being picked up and carried away, thrust through space and time. She's still by the wearing Kandorian a French charts. maid outfit? <laughs> Suddenly, you realize why Emma Evelyn always seems so suspicious. She's clearly a Kandorian priestess, adopted <gasps> well, by your wife's family after following you through the portal. And then the French intern came in. The pool with teamwork. Suddenly you find yourself standing in the fighting pits of Kadaka. What? Facing oh. down a horde of Krandori swordsmen. This is the blood-curdling what? sound of their battle cries mixes with the roar of the assembled crowd. This is you this see your blood. fantasy sports. You ready to see your blood, the blood of the Hiri of Kroon, gone so long, spilled into the sand. It's not your time, though. You feel your hands tighten around Panan, your broadsword. Come, what? old friend. The time has come for us to dance together once more. The next hour is a blur. Your instincts take over, and Dan, the humble insurance adjuster of Earth, is gone. All that remains is Palador, the champion of Kroon, his whirling blade dipping and plunging, taking the life of Crandori after Crandori. <laughs> when the last one falls, you smile. You have won your challenge. Evelyn's gambit has failed. You hold Panan aloft one more time as you feel yourself lifted from Fantaria and return to what has now become your comfortable home world. Wait, so is your you wife You awake a in the lever-bound chair of your library. Evelyn is nowhere to be found, no doubt having fled upon realizing that she underestimated you. You smile to yourself. Ugh. There will be time for her yet. She's used up too much of her power. She will fall with ease. In the meantime, you have the first overall pick, and David Johnson is an easy one to go with. True RB1 will anchor your lineup all year and show a lot of consistency. When it gets right down to it, if you're picking first, you need David Johnson. Get the hell out of our studio. Thank you so much, Get Billy Bob. Get the hell out I of really our studio. I this is I the most feel... frustrating one yet. Can I not stick this around for so burrito? No, that... get out of here. Okay. This is fr I'm frustrated in multiple ways. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide World Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World Weird Sports, the $5 Bits of Broken Chair Trophy. What? $5 Bits of Broken Chair Trophy. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of this. This is in the uh, Wikipedia article titled Minnesota-Nebraska Football Rivalry. Oh, yes. The five-dollar rivalry. Broken chair trophy. <laughs> they actually played, well, they played a long time ago. Yeah. And then there was a yeah. long hiatus. Back yeah. when Minnesota was, like, the best team yeah, in the Big Yeah, they were a powerhouse. <laughs> yeah, back in 1900 was the first game. Uh, Minnesota won 20-12. to 12, And everybody who played has been long since dead. That makes sense. 17 years ago. All right, the $5 Bits of Broken Chair Trophy. The origin of the $5 Bits of Broken Chair Trophy is rooted in November 2014, never forget, banter between the Twitter accounts for Minnesota mascot Goldie Gopher and Faux Pelini, okay. a parody <laughs> account for Bo Pelini, Nebraska's head coach at the time. That yeah. was a excellent, and it's too bad that Bo Pelini's no longer Nebraska's head coach because yeah. Faux Pelini 
was an excellent Twitter. Yeah. Was it just like a super fan that was? Oh well, no! Well, it was mock. It was both mocking and celebrating uh, Bo Pelini. Yeah. Okay. Who was kind of a uh, foul-mouthed, uh, uh, yeah. uh, mad-tempered. What would you say? Someone yeah. with a hot, yeah, hot-tempered, hot, real a coach hot. gone long before his time. They really yes, should have stuck they with should him. Should not have uh, in Nebraska. It was really ridiculous that they didn't keep a coach who was winning like nine to ten games a season. Ooh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Goldie suggested a wager on the game with this tweet. Hey, at Fopolini, how about a friendly wager for this weekend's game? Team that gets the most points gets a conference win? Seem fair? <laughs> that would be Minnesota's suggestion, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Fopolini being do you, do a you, parody. Do huh? you get that joke, Phil? Because, because of course, the person who wins would get, would get a conference, a conference win. win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get the. I know who wins the game. Well, you're the, the sports most outsider. I feel like that was a really condescending question, <laughs> even real, with him being a real, sports real outsider. Real dick move there, Joel. Real dick move. <laughs> Fopolini, being a parody account, said, uh, "Okay, how about if we Nebraska win, you give me five dollars, and if you Minnesota win, I get to smash a wooden chair over your back." <laughs> See, and that funny response. If you didn't know that was a faux Pelini, you might think that is Bo Pelini. Oh, there we go. Here's a little. (laughs) That was the motto of the faux Pelini account. That makes sense. So uh, this prompted Goldie to start crowdsourcing Twitter followers and the community at Reddit's college football section to design the $5 bits of broken chair trophy. (laughs) Many designs were quickly presented and eventually Goldie created a real trophy which was brought to the 2014 game in Lincoln, Minnesota, or in Lincoln, uh, and Minnesota won 28 to 24 to take the trophy, their first victory in Lincoln since 1960. And I believe this trophy was like a, a stand that had broken chair pieces on it and like a five dollar bill taped to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a piece. There's pictures. And what's piece what's great about it is they actually like this was made and then used at the game, like seemingly yeah. having a good sense of humor about all of this. Right. Yeah. Seems like everyone was into it. Well, yeah. I think if you're a fan of Minnesota football, the one thing you really need is a good sense <laughs> yes. of humor. Sure. Especially now that they have an outdoor stadium. <laughs> well, it also gave Minnesota their first winning streak against Nebraska since their three-game streak from 1951 to 1954. Oh, my. So, yeah, this trophy meant something. Yeah. Boy, uh, that was a classic three-game series. Oh, uh, sure. You know what's really crazy about that? Everyone who played long since dead. <laughs> what? Yeah. That May not be true. May not be true. No, they're probably they're in their well, what, late 80s, early if 90s. If they were playing college football in the 1950s, oh yeah, they, they, they took some head hits. Yeah, noodle knocks. Yep. Yeah, uh, it received widespread acceptance from both fan bases and has since been subsequently displayed at Minnesota Spirit events with other trophies such as Floyd of Rosedale and the Little Brown Jug. The trophies changed hands for the first time on October 17th, 2015, after Nebraska defeated Minnesota 48 to 25 in Minneapolis. That was a big, that was a blowout. Yeah. Minnesota's not very good at football. Uh, okay. In 2016, after Nebraska defeated Minnesota and Lincoln, the trophy seemingly disappeared. No! Yeah. It's no! magic! It's a magic trophy. So it, it was won by Minnesota. The, the following year, Nebraska won it. Yeah. And then? Trophy disappeared. Inquiries to both the Nebraska and Minnesota athletic departments on the, stat, on the status of the trophy revealed that both schools' position on the trophy was that it never existed 
as an what? official trophy between the schools to begin with. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like for a couple years, everyone was having some fun about this. Yeah. yeah. And then some starch shirts came in. You yeah. Know? I feel Crusty like the old Dean right. found out what was happening. Well, I feel like the, the party frat stole the trophy. And then the Dean, who didn't want to be shamed by the party frat, just went, never existed. <laughs> Wasn't real. But you're saying if you go drink at Delta House, you'll be able to see that statue? Oh, yeah. They probably the spent the five bucks on the last keg. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, because Doofer's dun, dun. mom wouldn't give him his money this month, so <laughs> I had to spend it on beer. God, fucking Doofer. Right. This essentially ended the $5 bits of broken chair trophy in any official capacity with no plans between the two schools to have it replaced. No. Dad. Done. Over. Nobody cares. Get out of here. We don't want you here anymore. Go on, get. Get out of here. No, don't give me those sad eyes. Get out of here. I never even really liked you. $5 bits of broken chair trophy. You should probably take off. Get out of here. I mean, it's a little awkward when he gets like this. (laughs) And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close of the sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Billy Bob to give you our contact information. Hey there, everybody. Hey, hey Billy, Billy Bob. Okay. Imagine this. No. You log on to Twitter. Yep. You check out Sports the Number Three Podcast, your favorite Twitter account. I'm going to go make a coffee while he talks. <laughs> there, you see that the, the pit of Sarlacc, that's from Star Wars. Do, do, you, mean the, do you mean your notifications? Oh yeah, you check your notifications. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I don't know why I was. Or your direct message, your DMs. I don't know how the pit of Sarlacc would factor yeah. in here, Billy Bob. DM does not stand for Dungeon Master, by the way. It's direct <laughs> message. <laughs> Just, then you go on to your Facebook. You look up sports. You have sports to tell podcast. them what the where to look. Facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. And Twitter? Sports at Sports the Number Three Podcast. All right, and how do we do it on SoundCloud? Uh, look, just look up Sports 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 Podcast, or is it Sports the Number Three Podcast? That's the one. <laughs> or wait, are you sure it's not Crandory Swordsman? Oh, get out of here! <laughs> You've really tried our patience today, Billy Bob, but I appreciate the fancy advice. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey Joel. Joel. Uh, oh, we forgot to do the Billy Bob interview. No. Oh no, we totally did that. Yeah. Are you? fucking kidding me yeah again yep it was awful if that makes you feel better i got some really well, we say good that and then jordan wins the league phil it didn't God make any sense it. Lights off! you have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedypodcastnetwork.com